Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Root and Roots show on blogtalkradio.com. Now here's your host, Greg Rashid, bringing you the best in music, information, and history. Well, I want to say good evening to everyone out there. If you're listening live, it's Friday. And I'm your host, Greg Rashid, host of the Root and Root Show. We're heard Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live and also Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live. But lately, I've been just doing shows almost every other day because I get into them. And I I got my guest on the line already, but before I even put him on, I'm going to be his hype man. And I got to play this song for him to get him hyped up because he's bringing hotness to this show. And what I'm going to play right now, this is a new one from Rashid Ali, and I'm playing Soul Power. So let's hear that on the Root and Root Show.
So for your listening audience, there was a, a black man, 50 years old. Uh, he was homeless. He had meant, he was dealing with mental illness, uh, and he was taken into uh, police custody uh, back in November. Uh, he had a $100 bond, and that that'd be significant for us to talk about uh, when we get deeper into it. But he had a $100 bond, and uh, during the course of his stay at the uh, sheriff uh, in, inside of the sheriff's county jail, uh, downtown Denver, uh, he had a um, schizophrenic episode. Uh, I, I, I just recently saw some of the tapes, and to be honest with you, I'm not. I, I wouldn't even say that he had an episode. I would just say he was somewhat agitated. Uh, yeah, he, and that tape, I saw it last night. I saw part of it, and I have to say part of it so because I couldn't. I couldn't look at it. It was I hard, you know. I have not looked at it. It was hard thing. to look at. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's and they had him look at because we're talking about a 112-pound man that had over 1,500 pounds of deputy weight, six different deputies or six deputies uh, on top of him for over 15 minutes. And not so, only that, I mean, that, prior to that, I mean, how he was restrained before he even came in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way he was... Just take down like to that animal. gurney, yeah, yeah. And I hate so, you know I hate to um, use this analogy, but it's, it's it reminded me of the uh, movie Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter. Yes, it's yes, like, it what, does. What is this? Right. Exactly, and that's the way that he was treated. Uh, he was treated like a serial killer when he was only in there for dis- disturbing the peace, uh, and like I said, a one hundred dollar bond. So this is not a hardened criminal. This is somebody that was battling mental illness and should have been in a hospital uh, rather than in a, in a jail cell. But being that uh, uh, being black uh, in America is synonymous, uh, unfortunately, with being a criminal, uh, he was treated as such. Uh, during, that, during his uh, schizophrenic episode, he uh, was, was, stra- was strained or, or, or jumped on by six sheriffs for over 15 minutes uh, in the prone position. And uh, during that time, he began vomiting. And uh, because he was unable to move his body in such a way to allow the vomit to exit his body, uh, he choked on it and and died. Man. Uh, So uh, based upon that, now the, the key piece of it for me, where it intersects with me personally, is that Michael Marshall was my next-door neighbor on 29th and Vine here in Denver, Colorado. We grew up together. He was uh, five years older than me, but uh, he was a big brother to me on the block. Uh, he didn't start uh, showing signs of schizophrenia until uh, he was 18, 19. Uh, but during, during his youth, he was, a, 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 for the most part, a normal, a normal child. And right. he was my brother. And because of that, I felt a personal connection to this. So... Uh, when I, I, I know I, this was uh, directly after the Laquan McDonald tapes came out, uh, and after the Tamir Rice non-indictment came out that I knew that if I didn't take, um, if I didn't take, uh, drastic action that we, that the family would have to wait eight months, nine months, uh, uh, possibly a year, uh, because this, um, DA uh, Mitch the Lynch Morrissey um, uh, 
treated uh, another brother that was killed with almost the same characteristic me- mental health uh, issues in, uh, in in 2012. He was killed in the, in the same jail, and uh, it, it took him a year for them to release the tapes to the family. So, uh, yeah, I remember. I was that, still out there when that mm-hmm. happened. I remember that one. That's why I was like, when I saw this, I said, "This deja vu is happening all over again." It's exactly seriously deja vu. The similarities are so striking. It's almost scary, uh, which which is an indictment, again, on the uh, police system and the security force in the city. And the, you know, and the thing is, and I want you to tell listeners, and you can call in at 424-675-8315, 424-675-8315. I'm talking to soul. I just call you soul because, I mean, you're bringing someone with soul. And what you're doing Listen, is brother, to do a- your your uh, intro, your introduction song uh, sent chills down my spine, so I'm gonna have to make that my theme music. Nineteen, uh, get it, Rashid Ali, nineteen sixty-eight, came out late That's last beautiful. year. Beautiful. And I'll play another cut at the end of our talk. I'll, I'll talk. I'll play another cut. I know, I know you're gonna love it. But um, the thing is, just you know, what all this comes to a head with you, soul, and what just makes you. Decide. I mean, a hunger strike. I've known folks have done hunger strikes. This is, I mean, this is serious. This is no joke. When you, you know, when you do that, I want to know what made you decide to do that rather than like uh, sit in at the, you know, the DA's office or something like that. What made you decide on this particular protest? Well, we sat in on the DA's office too, uh, but what made me decide to do a hunger strike? was it, it it all was a crescendo. Uh, the Tamir Rice non-indictment came out a few weeks back, and I was, for whatever reason, I was, it was my Emmett Till moment. I was, I was completely devastated by, oh, yeah. by that, not because of the non-indictment per se uh, alone, but more so that we were talking about a 12-year-old child and the, him being gunned down by a police officer uh who was only on the scene for, I think they said, two or three seconds. Yeah, if that. You know, it was it was a drive-by. Yeah. It was a drive-by. That's all yeah. it was. Very well stated. Well stated. Very well stated. It was, a, it was a drive-by. That's exactly what it was. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I had to leave Denver and go up into the mountains for a couple of days uh, to the hot springs in order to, uh, to, ca- to, to, to calm myself in, in one sense, because this is uh, chess, it's not checkers, and to make sure that I was, you know, that I, I thought of the best strategy in order to affect change. And being that I'm familiar with both the African spiritual systems and our First Nation, Red Nation uh, spiritual systems, I know that fasting is, is a very powerful uh, thing to do. Uh, in order to enact change, uh, not not just on the physical level, but on the spiritual level as well. And so uh, with, with the hunger strike, I knew that I, you know, based upon me having some visibility in the community, uh, that I would be able to exert a certain amount on the... Oh, we lost you. Still there? Uh, there you go. We lost, we lost your phone. Hello. Can't Hello? hear you right now. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Okay, sorry about that. Um, because 
I took on the hunger strike in order to exert a certain amount of pressure on the DA and the city uh, because I knew because of somewhat having a high profile status that it wasn't going to be something that could be uh, readily ignored. Uh, so that in combination with the MLK action uh, that we took on Monday uh, really forced the city's hand. And, and talk about and, that because a lot of people don't know, you know, what happened on, you know, on the celebration of Martin Luther King Day because I got people from all over the world that listen to this show. And so they really don't know what you did. Okay. So basically what we did is we organized uh, a – a, uh, a demonstration at the annual MLK Marade in, here in Denver, Colorado, which is the largest in the country. And uh, we we decided that we had had enough of the local politicians using it as a platform uh, for pleasant platitudes towards Dr. King uh, and using it as a corporate uh, um, moneymaker rather than the true spirit of what Dr. King uh, was about so, uh, and, and of course, this is in conjunction with all these killings taking place uh, on behalf of of the state. And so, we decided to stage a uh, a demonstration. The, the demonstration we were successfully able to uh, have about three to four thousand people out of the ten uh, follow us and demonstrate. Uh, we took an alternative route rather than taking Colfax, which you're familiar with. We took 16th. Uh, and then we later joined Colfax and were at the front of the uh, front of the marade, uh, where we continued to press the issue of releasing the tapes, uh, which subsequently were done uh, this morning or late last night. And uh, we went to Civic Center Park and commandeered the stage, and had people uh, like uh, Paul Castaway, who was murdered, another brother, that, uh, native brother that was murdered by uh, the police force here. Uh, uh, a year or so ago, we uh, we had his mother there speaking and dealing with this, uh, dealing with the death of of her son and the de- and the overall treatment of people of color and poor people inside of the uh, justice or non justice system here in Denver, Colorado. Now you know um, what has been. Well, first of all, I want you to tell the listeners too that you're dealing with a a government, a city government, that's predominantly African American. As far as the leadership, yes. and talk a little about that, and your and the reaction people have had—not so much in the progressive community, but the general community about your strike. So, okay, so yeah, that's that's two very good points. Uh, we here in Denver uh, are dealing with the Obamization of our government, which is that we have a black face on top of uh, white racist capital. And white racist capital has grown since uh, and, and has become more intelligent and savvy since the 60s and the 50s, where there had to be a white face in front of uh, white racist capital. But Denver is one of those cities that considers itself progressive, and it has black faces on the face of white racist capital, uh, which is to say that we have a black mayor, we have a black uh, 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 city manager, we have a black police chief, we had a black sheriff, we have two black council members. So Denver offers the veneer of a progressive, uh, black, inclusive city. But in reality, when you look at the numbers of people or you look at the, uh, the, the race of people, uh, the grouping of people who are being murdered, who are being maimed, who are being gunned down uh, by uh, the states and the city's agencies, it's poor people and people of color. And 
in that sense, we don't have a uh, uh, a black mayor. What we have is um, uh, a mayor in blackface that is still representing the status quo uh, of white racist capital. Uh, to your second question in regards to, uh, I'm sorry, your second your second point, your second question was what again? I mean, the reaction of not so much the progressive yes. community, but just the general community. It's, well, so not, you know, and also what the, the city government, if they reacted to you, because I did see a a picture of you with some city, not official, but somebody working for an official. Yes, that's when we had. That's when we stormed the stage. So no, no, this is prior that, to that. This is something that a couple of weeks ago. The picture. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So what 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 we have, uh, and and we we deal with this nationally, and this goes back to the MLK point, the, the Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, aspect. Uh, many people treat Martin Luther King, uh, especially people of color, uh, but also. Uh, "Quote unquote progressive whites and whites in general, uh, the same way that they treat Jesus, uh, in that uh, it's a he's a figure to be revered, but not a figure to be emulated. And so the reaction to us taking over the MLK march, to us staging a demonstration by those status quo uh, people, was one of upsetting." Uh, the 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 normalcy of what takes place in Denver, Colorado, which of course was the point. Uh, but when you look into uh, the acts of Martin Luther King, when you look into the acts of Jesus, when Jesus walked into the temple and turned over the the money t- uh, the the money changers' tables, I guarantee you the money changers to get their money. Oh, there you go. In the, in the, in the temple. Yeah, say that point again because he just lost you. What I was saying is that when Jesus walked into the the, the money uh, into the temple and uh, overturned the the money changers' table, uh, I'm sure that he created quite an uproar and, and uh, quite a few people weren't happy with him, including the money changers, those people in line waiting to get their money changed, and those onlookers that were there because he was upsetting the status quo. The same can be said for Martin Luther King when he marched into Selma. People forget that when King first started out, he had very little backing by the establishment of black ministers uh, when he was in, uh, involved and didn't really have their, their full blessing until much, much, much later, if then. Uh, so uh, upsetting the status quo is going to draw the ire of both uh, of anyone who is married to to the status quo. And so we're not, we weren't, although we weren't surprised by the reaction by many quarters in the black community, uh, we, and we definitely weren't surprised by the reaction of people in, 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 the, uh, in the government and the white community uh, who, who weren't aligned with, with what it was we were doing. Many people, again, are into revering these historical figures rather than emulating their actions uh, when the amount of injustice that exists in 2016 is the, is, the, is the same, if not greater in many aspects, than it was in 1965. And it's greater because, in a sense, that it's a – see, people will argue with you and say, because I got into this argument just a couple of weeks ago with someone who was saying, well, you know, you don't see the signs anymore, of no, you know, no colored or loud, anything like that, but it's a different type of signs. It's right. Different. It's very sophisticated. People forget that. They don't yes, want to it's see an economic that. sign, right? So you don't have to put up, for instance, you don't have to uh, uh, 
go, you don't have to go to Aspen or Vail and put up a sign that says no black people allowed. You don't have to go out down to Cherry Creek in these places and say no black people allowed. What you do is you provide a, a what you do is you create an economic barrier between uh, the people of color and poor people not to be able to live in the areas and, and have uh, uh, access to uh, some of the basics of life, life as we're seeing uh, coming out of Flint, Michigan. Uh, even funny, the before you say that, and, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you said Flint, Michigan, because tomorrow's program I'm going to have an activist from Flint, Michigan on this program talking about what's awesome. going on there. So thank, thank you for awesome. promoting that. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, it, it, but it's not just poor people. Because I, you know, and you've had these situations. I know other folks that have these situations who are, who are African Americans, who are Latinos, who are some women, and just go to some mountain towns in Colorado and see the reaction. Yeah. You can have money on you and go in certain stores. Yes. I can yes. tell. I can do a whole program on um, Crusted Butte, but that's another story in itself. Yeah. My experience yes. no, there. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Listen, Donald Donald Trump is popular. He's not popular just amongst uh, rich or fluent whites, and if he's popular at all amongst he who he's mon- uh, popular amongst are Bubba and and Cooter uh, down in oh, South yeah. Carolina, Tennessee, Mississippi. People who couldn't even afford to sit at the same table as Trump, but yet and still they are aligned with his uh, race dividing and 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 and. Uh, uh, racial politics that he plays, and so therefore we have a uh, a, a a divided society uh, that Donald Trump speaks speaks to. You know, and this, and unfortunately, what you know, a lot of like you were saying earlier, a lot of politicians are doing that in local communities such as Denver. It's the same, yes. you know, same type, not that same type of rhetoric, but the same results. implications. That's yes. the thing. Same implications. And this is you can join in at 424-675-8315, 424-675-8315, talking with the, I'm going to say the legendary soul of, I call you soul of Denver, because yeah. he's doing so much there. And, but, you know, what, um, have you met with, um, any, I, I know I'm ta- the picture I'm talking about is a picture of you with this woman. I don't know if it's a city council but you made a comment on one of your posts about they sent someone else a flunky out, basically. And I could I can't remember was it at Hancock's office or at the the DA's office. Oh yes, yes, yes. The yeah, talk about woman. that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So about a week and a half ago, we uh, decided. You know, we, those of us who are involved with the Michael Marshall case had been protesting in front of the city and county building. That day, we decided to go to the DA's office, which is uh, right across the street, and we decided to ask the DA what was what was his um, timeline, what was he looking at as far as releasing the tapes. Uh, and at that time, uh, he was there, but he sent out he sent out his communication uh, manager to uh, to address us and to tell us, you know, basically the the I think I said this in the post. Basically, the Charlie Brown teacher wah 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 uh, message, which uh, she right. she did uh, effectually uh, to the degree that she was talking uh, plenty but saying nothing, and yeah, so that that's the picture that 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 you're making reference to. We were right. in uh, Mitch's office and uh, seeking audience 
with the executioner. Yeah, that's it. Basically, that's, you know, and isn't he running for re-election? Is that He's going not. On? He is make... termed out. So this okay. is the thing. He was only supposed to serve two terms. He made it for himself to serve three terms. Mitch that's Lynch Morris right. is the highest right. paid uh, city official uh, in, in Denver. Uh, so he is making around $240,000 a year. He gave himself a raise once he got into office. Uh, and so we're we're paying. We the people are paying a lot of money in order to uh, uh, to have uh, the this this death uh, camp uh, director um, uh, continue to not indict police officers for the murder of black, brown, red, yellow, and poor whites here in Denver, Colorado. And so, have you had an audience yet with the uh, police chief there? Which is kind of ironic because the police chief originally came from D.C. where I am right now, so he's there. So. Right. Well, and he no, frankly went through I some issues in D.C. Right, right. No, I haven't had an audience with them, not 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 a formal one. Of course, uh, he was there during the MLK Marade, uh, and uh, I saw him briefly there uh, when he was escorting and made sure that no city officials took the stage since we had – uh, successfully uh, already had done so. Uh, so, no, we have not had an audience with him. And when you're saying we, you know, tell folks it's, you know, it's the local Black Lives Matter group yeah, among, among the other It's folks. actually a, co- yes, it's, it's, it's a coalition of people, and, and I'm, I must be very clear when I say that. Uh, it, it, Black Lives Matter is one of the, the primary players in this, but we also have uh, – uh, other groups such as No Enemies uh, that was very uh, central in making sure that we pulled off the, the action that we did, and they continue to work with us in order to uh, make sure that we we create change that we want in this city. So in, involved in that action, particular action, we had white allies, we had red allies, we had brown allies uh, involved in that action, which is why it was so successful. Anyone from the – I know the answer already, but i got to say it anyway. Anyone from the um, religious community, in particular, we, yes, a certain and, ministerial yes, alliance? And, yes, we, we had people from uh, the ministerial alliance. Pastor Hughes uh, was, it was very central uh, in, 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 the, in, in the action that we took on uh, Martin Luther King Monday. Uh, also, also, we had the the Universal Unitarians were also inv- centrally involved. Uh, they marched with us and decided that they were going to march with us beforehand, uh, I- involved in that action. So we did have, like I said, we had four thousand people. Uh, many of those people didn't know what was taking place before, but quite a few did. Yeah, I realized too. You know, as as someone was talking about the marade, the march, the marade, as they call it in Denver. Four thousand broke off out of what thirty thousand or so in the DC area. About ten or twelve thousand this year. Okay, Mm -hmm. in the DC area, the the march they have here, they don't even get two thousand now. Wow. In Atlanta, I can say the same thing. I mean, it's so Denver does have the biggest Martin Luther King celebration in the country, and I don't know, maybe in the world now. And because of that, right. it's very important that people who are marching understand not the the king that is portrayed as the I have a dream, I'm sitting in a rocking chair, 
don't know what I'm doing, King, but the king of the the Vietnam speech, the speech about yes. the three evils of white racism, all of those type yes. of speeches. Knock at the yes. door at midnight. That, that's the stuff. Right. Yes. That's the that's the king that you have to be aware of and that's why it's very important that people when they come out to the parade, any parade, but especially in Denver since it's watched by everyone. Right. That you have an understanding of that, of what he really was and not let the media Absolutely. dictate. Absolutely. Because I can't believe after all these years, it's still, they're still just throwing out the. Well, I shouldn't say I can't believe it, it but it, it, it doesn't surprise me. They're still throwing out just one speech. Right. And one image. Right. After, after 20 years of the holiday becoming official, and even prior to that. And it's, a, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's really, a, you know, and it's, a, it's an indictment. And an insult to King's legacy by doing that, and it's, it's a absolutely. Shame. absolutely, and that's why you know I'm yes. just happy to see what you're doing in Denver, and hoping that what you you know have you gotten any coordination from anyone around the country or world because you know your show is broadcast everywhere, as far as wanting to help you or. Oh, absolutely! When I decided to do the uh, the hunger strike. Uh, I had people from Chicago, New York, uh, Atlanta, uh, Texas, California all reach out and uh, lend lended their solidarity for what, what it was that uh, I was partaking in and asking uh, if there was anything that, that, uh, that they could do and were on ready uh, and, and stayed on ready uh, throughout that. Many prayers. Uh, and and I I can't be too soft in mentioning that there were many people praying and are praying for me. uh, And it, it, as sure as right as rain, it has helped sustain me and to help us as a, as a group and as a movement continue the work that we we have to do here. Yes. Now you're just taking water and what are you doing? Lemon? Well, yeah, water, juice, tea, Okay, yeah. Just make sure that and make sure you get those electrolytes because you right. doing this, you know, just doing the strike and all, but doing what you're doing, being out there, is different yeah. being on strike and being basically in your bed or something like that. But you're out there, right? And that's only because I I cannot not afford at this point not to be uh, because we've reached uh, we've we've reached a uh, a crescendo and we have momentum. Uh, the people are looking. Uh, the people are angry. Uh, the people are hurt. The Marshall family is hurt. Uh, they're despondent, and it is important that we activate uh, the, the people and educate them as much as possible towards what action uh, we need to take in order to remedy uh, the injustice that's taking place on the ground here. It's 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 tragic. Well, it definitely is, and. You know, as you said, the video, the tapes were released, but what has actually Mayor Han- Michael Hancock said as far as any apologies, anything? Has anyone in the um, council person, has anyone said anything? Well, what Michael Hancock is saying now has shifted dramatically from what he – well, I shouldn't say dramatically. It has shifted somewhat from what he was saying before the MLK marade. Uh, if anybody has the opportunity to uh, go online and listen to, he ultimately uh, took the stage at the Civic Center and was 
heckled mercilessly by the crowd. And we're coming from a mayor who, uh, up until this point, has has been a fairly popular mayor, especially inside of the black community. However, now at this time, even the, the, the tragedies have mounted so high that the, uh, the, the, the people are becoming more clear about who uh, Michael Hancock is, whose interests he represents, and what it is that he is willing and not willing to do on their behalf. And so uh, up at now he has uh, he issued a, a letter today of condolence saying that they're going to re- that they're going to do another internal review to although the the officers won't won't be charged criminally uh although uh, Michael Marshall's death was ru- ruled a homicide there are no criminal charges coming forward however there could be the um the firing of these six sheriffs which of course is one of our demands is that they no longer the, the sheriffs never missed a day of work they they are still on duty and have remained on duty throughout we're asking for them to be summarily dismissed and for a complete overhaul of this uh, of the city county jail, along with the police force and the sheriff's department. And we're asking that the DOJ get involved and investigate the best practices of what's taking place or the practices of what's t- taking place uh, here in Denver, Colorado. Well, that, yeah, that's a lot. And that's, it's needed, though. It is really needed. And yes. I'm just glad that you're out there and other folks are doing this. Now, so what? If anyone wants to reach you, give them a website or you know number anything. As far as people who are listening may want to reach you and just help you. Okay, so if you want to reach me personally, the best way to do that uh, is through either Facebook or our website, the Soul Progress Soul Progressive. That's www.soulprogressive.com. You can also reach us on the Reclaim MLK uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, which is a group that that we have to coordinate and to uh, educate. You can also reach me just directly uh, through my Facebook at H dash that's H as in horse dash soul Ashemu uh, on Facebook. Those are those are the best ways that people can get in contact with us. Yeah, that's great. And before you go, so I just want you real briefly just to say. Something about your background, because I didn't do it the first time you were on two years ago, and I just want people to know where you get your fire, where you get your, you know, just your knowledge. I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado, which, uh, as you know, Greg, if you travel anywhere outside of Denver, especially into the Chocolate City and places like that, I went to Howard University. If you tell people that you're from Denver, they double look you like, wow, they got black folks in Denver, one, and two, you're not riding a horse. So I am one of oh, yeah. the 12% of uh, African-Americans that uh, are here in Denver. Uh, it's 4% now, 12% statewide uh, in Denver, Colorado. My father and mother were both activists. Uh, my father was the head of the Black Panther Party here in Denver, Colorado uh, for quite a few years. Uh, and my mother was right by his side as, as an activist as well. Uh, here here in Denver uh, during the late 60s and early 70s. That's something. Believe it or not, this is the this year will be the 50th anniversary of the founding of the Black Panthers. Yeah, it goes fast. It goes fast. It's amazing. You know, it is something. I just I still see you. I see you as someone as basically a kid coming to my office like back when. But, right. 
know, just coming back from Howard, but that's something. But so I just tell folks also before we go, your show when you you know when you come on, anyone can listen to it anytime. But tell them when you come on, they want to hear you live. I I come on Sundays from ten to twelve. Uh, that's Mountain Time. That would be uh, twelve to two uh, Eastern Time. We talk about all things political. Uh, both on a local and national level. Uh, we deal with interviews and really uh, uncovering and unmasking uh, the matrix and uh, giving people alternatives. Uh, you know, Greg, I, there's a beautiful quote that, that, that rests out there that I often use, uh, and I, I use this quote because I am one of those people that think that the system that we're now living in is on, uh, it cannot be re- rehabilitated, and therefore... Uh, I think that uh, people of color need to start building, uh, people of color and our allies need to begin to build new systems of justice, new systems of education, new systems of health care, because this system has made it very clear that it has no intentions ever of being just. Uh, And so, therefore, the quote goes, uh, instead of fighting the old system, what is important to do is to build another system that, re- that renders the old system obsolete. So I am about building new systems with people who of like mind who are ready and progressive and ready to stand for, uh, to sound cliche, liberty uh, and justice for all. Uh, and that, that's, that's what we're about. And that's, you know, I'm just glad to know you and be friends with you all these years and just to see that you continue to do the work and just like, you know, it's unfortunate that things are the same as, the, as they were when I first met you, but, you know, people like you will make changes. It, it'll change. Things will definitely will I change. I appreciate that. that, big brother, Rashid. You know, you have, um, uh, Greg, you have continued to, to be a, a honored elder, and I mean that in the African sense, not in the Western old sense. Right. Uh, someone who has traveled the path and who has uh, continues to shed light uh, I, I follow you religiously and your and uh, and your quest for personal health uh, and growth and your, your your wantingness and willingness to share it with with those that listen and I appreciate your 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 show tremendously as well. Well, thank you so much, so thank you. And the check will be in the mail tomorrow. So I will, yeah, I appreciate I'll, that, brother. Make it out. H A F. Okay, I'll do that. But I will. But I just want to thank you for being on. I'm, and I'm going to end the show, uh, this segment of the show. Um, we're going back to the Rashid, Rashid, uh, Rashid Ali, uh, 1968 CD. And I'm going to play for you again. This is a Black Power Revolution. And I want you to hear, listen it. to the lyrics very carefully. And I want you tomorrow to go out and get this CD because you'll love it. I, it's, a, it's a done deal. All right, buddy. So you take care. So Thank I'll you, be brother. seeing you soon. You take you care. Too. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Bye. And that was, Power to the people. Uh, all right. And again, that was so Watson, who's just doing so much in Denver. And I know some of y'all are saying Denver. You know, they do things out there. Yeah, they do a lot. And they do a lot. In all, so many communities you wouldn't know about. And that's why we have folks coming on here on the Root and Root Show as we get to the root of different issues. And like I told Soul just now, we're going to have a representative from Flint, Michigan on our next show. So tune in for that. But right now, we're going to play. Rashid Ali from the uh, 1968 CD. We're going to do Black Power Revolution on the Root and Root Show. 1968. Power to the people.
on the Root and Root Show.
segues me into, it's easy for me to say, segues me into the slow jam portion of the show because I haven't done any slow jams in a while, and I get requests for those, so we're going to be doing for the next hour and ten minutes some slow jams, starting off with, starting off, if you do have a request, I make it feel it, you can call here at 424-675-8315, but right now I'm going to play One Way and Keep Running Away on the Root and Root Show. Apologize for that one. Oh, that was all scratch stuff. I got to do another. So I'll play that one sometimes. Why one way? So I'll do another one because that's oh god, that record was really messed up. So let me do something else here. As we still will do the new one from Keith Sweat. Good love. So let's say that as we do our slow jam portion of the Root and Root show. And I apologize again for that one, but let's see. This one should be much much better. This is what I call love Don't get no better, baby Than your love No one today, baby We're just taking off For I love If anybody asks you why you're not coming in Tell them that you're sick in love I'm gonna be holding, squeezing, loving, teasing you all day, baby. Yes, I am. You're gonna be kissing, squeezing, loving me crazy, girl. Till I just can't take you, baby. Take it no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels so good, girl. When we're loving each other, baby. Oh 
Might as well slow down 
listening to uh, Soul tonight uh, talk about his hunger strike in Denver and also what he's doing as far as uh, the issue of police brutality in the area and because you know and I put him on here because you know he has a you know because he has a important message but more so there's so many folks like him all over this country who don't get recognized and Soul has been out there a long long time doing this type of work and I just hope that you appreciate it that you'll follow up and listen to his show on the internet Soul Progressive Show it's a great show and he'll be back on here another time anytime he wants to come on he can come on because I want to hear progress about what's going on with the hunger strike but more importantly what changes are being made in the government there as far as changing some things going on in the criminal justice system in the state of Colorado and may lead to changes in other parts of the country but just happy to have him as a friend, happy to have you listening tonight. And if you want to be a follower, you can go to my Facebook site, Greg, my first name, G-R-E-G, last name Rashid, R-A-S-H-E-E-D, because we're getting a lot of followers here. You can go to Twitter, hashtag Unifix, U-N-I, F as in Frank, I-C-S as in Sam. So hashtag Unifix on Twitter. You can go on the Blog Talk Radio site and look for Root and Root Show and leave your messages, as a lot of people have done on here. And I just want to thank you because a lot of these topics on the show are based on listeners like yourself. You'll either write me by emails, you know, no letters. You know, I don't get any letters anymore, but just emails and all that. Or you'll call me or just, you know, I'll find out what you're interested in. And we definitely... We'll take it into consideration, and a lot of these shows are based on what you say out there. So it's your show, and I just want to thank everyone out there. But like I said, the next show we're going to have someone, a representative from a coalition of activists working on the issue of the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. So really, you know, so that's going to be a great show. And I just want to thank everyone out there who's tuned in. And just remember that... um, it's winter now. Just remember, you know, right now on the East Coast, we're going through a blizzard as we speak. And just think about those in need out there, a lot of folks who are don't have coats or anything. Just think about the homeless out there tonight, you know, any day, and just try to help them along the way and offer them something for help or warm place or just anywhere they can go or what you can do to help them. That would be really great. You know, always give someone a hug and give them a smile, but... Again, this is Greg Rasheed. I just want you to say, I just want to say go in love and go in peace and we'll see you next time on the Root and Root Show. So you take care and just always remember just to increase your knowledge each and every day. Just learn something new and just just grow. That's what we're here for to grow. So go in love and go in peace. See you next time. <laughs>